Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit piranagear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul Wilson here with another episode of Karate Cafe. Off my center line, as always, is my good friend, Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? Good. I'm doing good. I'm... Uh... I'm I'm two weeks off of smoking now, so I'm doing good as far as my goals are concerned. But uh, you know, I'm irritated at the world, and my wife is doing the same thing, so she's irritated at me. <laughs> <laughs> and for our loyal listeners, remember that uh, Dan is in Michigan, so you're probably like trapped in like 14 feet of snow. Well, that makes that makes it a lot easier, that's for sure. <laughs> With well, I don't know, it's like a powder keg, right? That's you know. Right, two, two, two nicotine-free folk, you know, in, in an enclosed environment. What could go wrong? Yeah, I've right. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, as you know, and I don't know if I've told the audience or not. My wife's agoraphobic, so she does not leave the house anyway. But uh, yeah, winter's a great time because we only smoked outside, so um, it's a nice opportunity to go. It's really miserable out there anyway. Let's just stop this nasty habit. So, you know, we're we're working on it. And she's actually she's smoke free. She's cigarette free for two months now. Wow, two months. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so she's even angry. Actually, you're probably angrier, right? Because then that's it's, it's... <laughs> right, right. She's gotten time to process it at this right. point. So. Well, let's take it out on the internet, shall we? Um, yes. Uh, we we were kind of in the green room before here uh, at the massive Karate Cafe studio talking about uh, some topics, and we couldn't find any just one topic. So uh, we may hit on a couple, three of them, but. Uh, Dan brought up the original topic du jour, du, du minute, do whatever it is. Uh, and uh, so, Dan, why don't you explain yourself? Okay, so I was thinking about this the other day. And, uh, y- you know, um, I'm, I don't know how to phrase this. I, wonder, I, I wondered why uh, more of sort of dirty fighting uh, wasn't included in more martial arts. And when I, when I say dirty fighting, I'm thinking of things like uh, hair pulling and fish hooks and uh, what's the other one? Biting. Things like that where I know that in some reality-based martial arts, they have some elements of that stuff. But like you'd, you'd never see uh, a fish hook or, or biting in a karate kata. <laughs> or now you might see hair pulling as an interpretation of a particular move, you know, grab them by the back of the head and pull them back rather than, Oh, this is to, to grab them by the chin or something like that. But like I say, I, I never really see in a demonstration, uh, even in, um, uh, uh, well, I, I just don't see it very much. And I don't know, maybe that stuff's not as useful. And I know some people will say, well, you know, some people have a buzz cut and therefore it's not useful. Well, you know, some people aren't wearing a shirt and therefore all your judo techniques are out the window. Like it's, it's, it's certainly useful when it's useful or it would seem so to me. Um, I know that, uh, you know, some of the street fights I've seen, especially it seems when two women fight, they latch on to one another's hair and they do not let go. And I will tell you, from what it looks to me, 
it is an extraordinarily effective move, especially with long hair, because then you can hold, it's like a rope attached to somebody's head. How can that not be an effective tool, you know? So I guess, you know, and it's not, I'm not being critical or anything. It's just a curiosity of, gee, why don't we see more of this? Uh, I mean, probably uh, for uh, now. Granted, I, I know people right now are typing on the on the inner Google's, going like, "Well, my school does," <laughs> you know, right? Uh, because I teach the hair controlling the head, and right. and, and by controlling the head by by the hair. And as my close, our close personal friend Ian Abernathy says, um, you know, karate hates samurai and hipsters, right? So uh, there are a lot of <laughs> techniques that we that we that we do that are directly tied to like grabbing a top knot, right? Grabbing a man bun and, and, and kind ah. of controlling the hair and stuff like that. And it's maybe not necessarily specifically dialed out uh, like in every system, um, but it's there. Yeah. You know? or, or I, I, so, I mean, I guess that's probably more of a mindset thing than, a, you know, like the stuff that's off limits. So, uh, right. And I, and yeah, and I don't mean to imply that, um, I, I think there are schools that, that believe that it's off limits, you know, or I, I mean, I'm sure there are some, there, there are some forms of martial arts that would say this is kind of a dishonorable thing to do or whatever, but that's, that's kind of different because like, I guess, um, you know, I can't really remember the last seminar I went to where, you know, a bunkai, a one-step, uh, uh, whatever the tech, the technique du jour uh, was a demonstration of, okay, here's your move. They do this and you grab their hair and pull their head back. <laughs> yeah. I've just, I've never seen that before really. Oh, huh. well, you need to come one of mine. So, uh, yeah, the, now, yeah. now that, you uh, know, at, at your seminars, do, do you have, do you teach where you say oh, yeah. this and this happens and then you grab their hair and you pull their head back? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, it, it's all, pardon the pun, it's all up for grabs. The, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, see what I did there? The, um, because, you know, if it's, you know, your hand is closed or your, you know, your, your, you know, your, your hands are up and then like come back in some in way yeah. can be interpreted to, you know, a, a head pull or something like that. It's not driven to that, but I mean, since a lot of the stuff, like now I'm on a big kick about, uh, uh, Controlling your center line and controlling their center line, and yeah. and part of controlling both of those center lines is controlling your opponent. And so one of the ways you control the opponent is making their head move or whatever. And one of the ways to make their head move is to yank their hair. But yeah. but but again, like we were talking about on our uh, the last episode about clothes making the martial artist. If, you know, I don't want to rely exclusively on that interpretation like so i don't want to rely right. exclusively on a sleeve pull or a lapel pull right. or something i want it to be kind of a generical you grab a hold yes. of something and you manipulate you know and so in this case same thing is like you grab the hair and you manipulate uh and you know and, and so like what about what about biting well yeah i mean it will, well biting biting is there but i think for me yeah. biting uh uh implies that you're close enough to bite. <laughs> I mean, yep. the, 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 and yeah, and, that's true. And we operate in close, but we don't operate, you know, at, at, in, in a in a clenchy world. Uh, that being said, you, know, you don't generally your style does not focus on that range. Right. I mean, we're you know, right. We're here, 
you know, and if we close the distance, uh, you know, because I'm always talking about closing the, uh, nature abhors a vacuum yep. is, is my, my thing. So close the gap or they'll close it for you. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and so being in close enough to bite for us is usually from a stand-up situation. <laughs> Right. right, you're in a, you're in a bad way. So anyway. yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to if I, if I'm that close, and the only thing is free is my is my uh, mouth to mm-hmm. which to bite, then you know yeah it, it's up for grabs. So I probably don't stress it because I don't stress being in that close. However, right. <laughs> when we do have do stuff where there's mat work and stuff involved, uh, as close as I can recall, I I do always throw out well you can always bite somebody. Um, you know, but, but yeah, again, that's a, and in class, I think probably people don't stress it because of the fact that, you know, it is just probably a, uh, a nightmare hygienically and, you know, <laughs> right. uh, from a liability right. standpoint, right? Cause if you're teaching people like, okay, tonight you're gonna, you know, uh, you're gonna bite each other. You're gonna, you're gonna pass, you're, you're gonna pass their, their, their defense in some way. You're gonna close distance and then you're gonna go Rick Grimes and, you know, bite their, right. uh, spoiler alert for anyone who missed, right. and, and, you know, bite out their jugular. And, yeah. uh, or, you know, bite their, if, if their hands, I think a lot of people probably like in the self defense seminar or something, you know, especially yeah. for women and stuff like that, I've almost always seen someone bring up biting. Like if someone comes in from like a rear choke, or right. something like that. I pretty much always have some. I, I can every time I've seen it, someone will always bring up biting somebody. So yeah. I mean, but as a like a like a staple of a system, I don't I, I don't see how it's practicable, and I don't see how it's not you know again again just a, a hygienic nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that um, you know one of the things that I guess I didn't think of until we were talking is as a downside is. You know, biting is pain compliance. Um, and I think we've talked about that kind of technique and the pain compliance techniques. And they're they're rather unreliable. Um, not yeah. that they can't be studied and not that there's some good aspects to them. But in general, when you're in a, a hyper-aggressive situation, there's a lot of adrenaline. There's a lot of things going on where people genuinely don't feel the pain that you're putting them in. Um, so I guess maybe there's some elements of that that, you, you know, yeah, it's, it, you know, if somebody is going to, uh, what did some guy say? He said, uh, he said, well, if you get me in a rear naked choke, I'll just, I'll just bite your arm. And I remember the MMA guy said, you set that up and you see if you can get me to let go before I break your neck. <laughs> and the guy was like, "No, that's okay." Yeah, or, so, or, or you pass out, right? Because right. I mean, because once you're locked in there, it's that's kind of you know you. Yeah. Yes, maybe if you can see the thing coming, yep. but 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 again, you know, that's a mindset thing. So like, probably for a lot of grappling folk, uh, you know, that that are more, especially more in the competition side, and probably even more even the MMA side, you know, they're not thinking of it that way because it's it's, right. it's from a competitive. There are some yes, rules. It's not legal. There, it's not legal. You know, yeah. so from a um, a conceptual well, I think we, a conceptual standpoint, I think we they go like, about it last week. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. From a conceptual standpoint, you. I mean, you can say like, well, if they do that, I'll just throw them. But that works on the assumption that you're ahead of the technique, or that you can right. see the technique coming. But uh, as we were talking about this in the green room, I didn't I didn't share with you is uh, one time out in the cul-de-sac. Actually, I wasn't in the cul-de-sac. That's probably why it happened. 
but I got into an altercation and as part of my uh, desire not to get into a fight with somebody or a, an actual fist fight, uh, I restrained this person. And as mm -hmm. part of the, they were getting antsy and I was starting to lose control of them, so part, I put them up against the wall and uh, face first against the wall. And they were starting to get, so I was trying to get a control them, so I tried to control the head. And I went in, you know, like, I was just trying to get their head back so to get their, their balance off, whatever. Yeah. So I went in, you know, and, like, got my, my finger under the nose, which is the classic yeah. technique everyone talks about about doing that, right? And it's effective yeah. and it works, right? Because his head popped back. But this guy then, because he had some training, had moved around and he bit my finger. Yeah, he, he clamped on. And he didn't just, like, bite it and let go. He clamped down. Wow. And, and like you were saying, I was like, son of a Whoa. But I didn't let go of him. It did not stop me from keeping him up there. Ah, that's and, really interesting. And the, the moment he let go of me, I palm healed his face into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because well, because the, he gave up. He's like, well, the technique isn't working anymore. I'm going to give up. But again, you know, like he cracked my fingernail. It got infected. I mean, you know, it was and, and it didn't actually stop anything. Um, so I guess one of the things I hadn't thought of, as as far as biting goes, <clears throat> is that it's definitely an escalation. Because uh, you know, you in, in that particular situation, you were you were holding this person against the wall, and um, when when they started biting you, uh, it became a situation where you could no longer simply i mean I, I think you well it became more and more difficult to simply hold them back because you know i mean if they had i don't know if i don't know if the 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 human bite can do this but if he had bit your finger off um that that would have been a dramatic escalation right and right. then uh i mean you may you may have had to you know knock the guy out or put the guy down uh if 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 that had happened you know and so so i guess maybe to to some degree um it's it's definitely an escalation uh it's somewhere between i guess punching somebody and uh, uh a knife but when when you start to draw blood uh that that raises the fight to another level and when you bite somebody uh it it could trigger their panic mode and regardless of uh whether it's you know your drunk uncle or somebody at the bar that you're just brawling with or something like that uh when they flip on their their panic sensor uh it it probably gets a lot more serious a lot a lot quicker um that being said um like i say it, it was it was really just more of a a, a question than anything else of why we don't see these techniques more uh and i i think you know obviously traditional martial arts uh i i see them much less in mma is far more focused on the sport of mma uh some of the reality-based martial arts uh you know even like the the krav stuff that i've seen it, they don't. They don't seem to include biting a whole lot. Now, I do remember at, at Sterling's black belt test, 
I got a really wicked bite mark on my arm. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like it was, it, it, yeah, he almost drew blood. Uh, and so, you know, there, there are some schools that, that teach it, but, um, I don't know. I just think it's weird. And like, yeah, like I, I, I say, think fish probably are, from uh, the, from, well, from, from, from a teaching standpoint, I think it's probably kind of hard to, you know, I mean, I mean, did you know you were being bitten? By Sterling at that point, <laughs> I mean, or no, actually, see, I didn't. So, so I mean, there's kind of the thing that I mean, and that happens a lot with. I think is also one of the reasons why I approach sparring in uh, in the way I do is uh, is because stuff will happen that you don't notice, and it can be uh, on both both ends. It can also be um, for good or ill. Like, uh, yeah, I, I was sparring one of our uh, guys. Uh, he freaking he works out all the time. He's he he beat me up and down the floor. You know, I mean, and I outrank him, but he's still, he's still a much better fighter than I am, uh, as is pretty much everyone else. Uh, but <clears throat> he, he he I mean just just knocked me all over the place. And then like I can't remember if it was at the end of the class or the next class, he was pointing out all these places that I hit him. He's like, look, this bruise that's you. This bruise that's you. Because I mean, I was just laying into him. I mean, I wasn't laying right. into him, but I mean, I was hitting him. Bam, bam, bam. Right. and and. So, but he wasn't feeling it. So that's kind of one of my arguments with the whole bullet man thing. When people are like, oh, you, you know, it's pressure testing. It's not really pressure testing because you're not getting an accurate, um, you're, you're not getting an response. Accurate, yeah, you're not getting an accurate response from, from whoever it is. So when you're sparring with somebody, so like you got bit and you didn't stop. So, right. uh, you know, so, so, where, so then the person goes like, well, then they have to like amp it up a little bit. At which, at which point do you like, you know. Which point do you say, hey, we're just training here, dude? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like <laughs> if, if I bite you and all that, and like, for example, the one you talked about. So if the guy came in with a rear naked choke, the guy got his arm and, right. he, and he bit him, simulated bite him, but the guy doesn't acknowledge it and goes through and chokes him out, then, you know, the, that value is lost because <laughs> right. he can say like, oh, well, I bit you. And he's like, well, I didn't feel it, so it must not have worked. He's like, well, no, I didn't actually bite you. I, I virtually bit you. A VB, as they call it on the street. A VB, so, you know. Right. So <clears throat> it's those those kind of techniques and stuff like that. I think are are just hard to replicate, which is probably maybe one of the reasons why you don't see it is because it's, you know, yeah, you, it's uh, too hard to train. Someone has to point out and go like, he's biting you, he's biting you, she's biting you, she's biting right. you, and then you know, I, yeah, it's too hard yeah. to train. As I as I think probably yeah. the thing, and then for professional schools and commercial schools, it is probably illegal, you know, and, and, and an insurance nightmare. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the, one of the other techniques I was thinking of is uh, when back when I was much more active, uh, whenever I would do chi sao, um, if if I got past somebody's guard uh, and to their face, I would rest my thumb on their eye. Hmm. And to me, that was like, OK, I know that if if I I had the opportunity to eye gouge if I wanted to take it. Yeah. But obviously, I don't need to press my thumb in their eye. And, you know, whether that eye gouge is actually effective and works is kind of debatable. Um, <laughs> I, th I think I it'll help control their head. I mean, because they'll, they'll want to move it away. Right. My, right. My, right. my sensei sensei would do that when he would spar. He, I mean, you know, he would have, he'd, you know, do whatever and he'd do his technique. He never had a long, drawn out process. It'd be, but, but when he did, very often he would just put his, hand on your face 
you know, and yep. he he just whoop, he just touch it. That's all yeah. he would do. And, it's like, and it was like I don't, I don't need you to know. I just need to know. Right. And but but it was yeah. a way of, you know, he's just like, well, if my hand's touching your face, that means I could have punched you. <laughs> if my hand's yeah. touching your face, I could have poked you in the eye. If my hand's touching your face, I could have grabbed yeah. your hair. If my but it's it's controlled and it's and it's empty and it's a choice. You know, it's yeah. it's it, so. Um, so yeah. here's here's my challenge to both the, the Facebook group and 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 our Twitter followers um, is what what techniques do you guys think um, are are valuable sort of dirty trick techniques that are not being taught in class um, and I guess what are the ones that you don't think are valuable. And that, you know, hey, this, you know, biting's not taught in, in class because it's, it's pain compliance and there's no point uh, with pain compliance. Oh, okay. Well, if there's no point to pain compliance, uh, why, why would you teach uh, 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 pressure points, you know? So I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm just curious to see what the community has to say about either the value or the non-value of teaching some of these dirty trick techniques and some dirty, I mean, honestly, the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head is hair pulling, biting, and fish hooking. Um, and, you know, groin shots, while some people might think that's a dirty trick, I think it's very, very much taught all over the place. So. Yeah, that's, 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 that's industry standard, I think. <laughs> that's, that is industry standard. Um, but, yeah, so I, those are the only three I can think of. I'm sure there's a ton more uh, just because I'm not a street fighter, so I don't know them all. Although the one that we talked about last time which was uh, uh, pulling the shirt up over the head. Uh, that's yeah. the old, the old, the old hockey one. I think that's kind of a dirty trick that's that nobody ever teaches, right? So anyway, I'm I'm just curious to see what the the community has to say about that. No, oh, that's and that's a good one. We'll put that on the uh, on the on the show notes, and then when we make it live, uh, maybe you can throw it out there on a on a comment. Um, yeah. that, that kind of dovetails nicely a little bit into one of our other topics we were talking about, which, uh, about closing the distance and whatnot is about grappling. Uh, one of my bugaboos, and again, the community, I'd love to hear pretty much whenever we post these, uh, things, I'd love to all of our listeners to comment when I, when I post the, 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 the show on Facebook. Um, it'd be great if that starts the conversation. That'd be like the forums, right? And that is where yeah. the, you know, people listen, comment and, and. Because otherwise, I think everyone's just totally agreeing with us, which I think is only right <laughs> and fair. I mean, you know, I, that's what I assume, but, but there uh, might be some weirdos. Yeah, that, that have an opinion. What's up? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but there was a, um, a, a kind of a trend that I've, that I've noticed uh, lately among the, the, the practical karate community and, and, uh, and people that are kind of delving into the application of, of kata and stuff like that. Of, uh, they've taken... A, uh, the Okinawan art of Tuyumi, which is like wrestling or, you know, Okinawan sumo sometimes. Um, okay. Uh, and, and they've kind of used that as their linchpin for grappling. So they've gone from saying there, 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 mm -hmm. are, there are some grappling and throws in karate to saying, oh, look, there is this Okinawan art of Tuyumi that I, was everywhere. Like that was like what people did, you know, for fun. They would, kids would wrestle. Uh, and they've yeah. kind of morphed that. And depending on the research I've done either, no one really knows a whole lot about how it was done back in the day or no one really, or, you know, it was everywhere and it was, it was constantly practiced all the time. 
but uh, they're kind of taking that and they're saying like, oh, look, there's Tagumi, so let's grapple a whole bunch relative to our karate. And um, so <clears throat> one of my concerns is, is like people are going like, you know, like, I really want to grapple. Man, I really want to grapple. I want to go with the BJJ guys and I want to roll around and I want to pin people and I want to learn submissions, but I need a good excuse. And so they're kind of taking this, this thing, which according to my research, and I could be wrong, was not tied in with karate, really. It was just kind of a, you know, a general melding of, of, of karate. And so, and now I'm seeing all these, these flow, these uh, videos of people calling it, no, no, it's not bunkai anymore. Now it's tagumi. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like the next phase of, of that stuff. And so, you know, it's, it just, I guess my, my thing is, I'm thinking like, is that dishonest? Why don't you just be honest with yourself and go like, I want to learn grappling. I want to go do. Just, right. Just do it then. Just do it. You know, you know, and, right. and, and, and for me, when I do it, I look for the parallels and the, and the, the yeah. uh, the shared concepts and stuff for my karate. Well, but I don't, you know, yeah. I don't want to dive too deep because I think again, it's a mindset thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of um, of the the best of breed approach, right? So um, there are there are some people that they will buy Apple everything, right? Their phones, their computers, their home automation system, they will buy Apple everything. And they do that because they know things integrate well and they know things work well together and it, and and each thing might not be the best thing, but it's all the same thing, so that's what I want. Um, and I guess maybe that's what you're seeing there are people that say, I want to stay under the umbrella of karate. And so I'm going to hopefully not bastardize this thing and call it karate wrestling because i want to do grappling but i don't want to do something that's not karate now to me that's kind of silly like you said if if you want to do grappling go take a bjj class go take a judo class i mean judo is 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 damn close in tradition you know um and for that matter, take traditional jujitsu uh, because that's pretty damn close traditionally as well. Uh, so I don't know. I guess you can call it whatever you want to call it, but you're right. I think the the, the warning to me, or the the red flag, would be: um, Are you are you taking this thing that you know you're you're not an expert in and potentially not great at and trying to make it something that it isn't just to satisfy your ego. Um, yeah. and, I mean, and, and, and that's okay. As long as you're not trying to teach it to other people or something like that, because then, yeah. then that gets to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, so it's just, it's, it's kind of one of my issues is, is like, is making it something that it, it isn't. And, and again, yeah. according to my research, it isn't, but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a framework. I mean, I can kind of get that, you know. So I mean, because yeah. I'm totally down with the whole there are throws and and locks and stuff and, and karate. And there was there couldn't have been a karate guy who also did tagumi who didn't cross cross the the streams a little bit. I mean, so, <laughs> so it, it's but it's it's like it's then it's like then okay, well then we need to go, you know, this we need to, you know, go deeper into that stream and presume because maybe there's not as much information about it that that's what it is. It's like, well, no, it's 
It's not. You're just you're grappling. Just call it grappling. It didn't, instead of, you know, finding a buzzword to attach to it to appease your you know traditional master <laughs> in your head. Right. Just do just do your thing. I don't know. Well, and and I as as me um and and you know from what I know of more traditional karate is that there is there's really an amazing amount of depth in in really well in most karate systems um you know if you look take a wing chun for example and, and wing chun is very conceptual it's about uh four to five years to uh essentially complete the system uh they've got three hand forms a dummy form and a weapon form there's just there's 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 not much meat on it you know obviously it's you know a lifetime to, to master kind of thing um but I think that if if somebody simply took the principles of their system and applied those principles to grappling, then you know, then you'd have a lot of what you want if you want to experiment with grappling. If if you truly want to learn it and roll with the BJJ guys um, and be able to walk into a judo dojo and be able to to keep up with those guys then yeah you're probably going to have to take some of those classes uh and you may take some of those classes and you may come back and go hey this parallels really interestingly with the traditional stuff that i've learned and this that and the other thing i think that's great i think that's fantastic to to broaden your range of techniques and interests and and things that you're bringing to your students and making yourself aware of um but i I don't know i mean i don't know how you how you'd learn what is it what is it tagumi yeah did you say yeah yeah i don't know i don't know how you'd learn that without going to someone that has studied it in depth as your even your local karate instructor you know, it's it's like I guarantee you, you look in the phone book, which I guess there are no phone books anymore, uh, and there's not going to be a, a, a Tagumi dojo within 200 miles <laughs> or or <laughs> thousand miles. Yeah, I mean, and so, and so that's kind of thing. It's it's a little you know, karate hipstery, you know, martial yeah. hipstery to go like, oh well, you know, there's this thing and it's conceptual, and from what I understand, it's this. So I'm gonna <laughs> you know, the shiny object. I'm gonna brand it that. It's like well, just you know. Go roll, man. Just go roll, you know. And then yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's just me. But uh, that, that was just my little side rant of a thing. It's been kind of boiling in my head. And since we were yeah. talking about the stuff in the green room, uh, but what I did want to bring up um, is uh, I looked at the the statistics and stuff on our downloads and whatnot. We've had a whole bunch of people join the um, the Facebook group, and I modified hey. I modified the questions to include, you know, the. Uh, like, do you listen to the podcast? And almost everybody who has joined recently has been, no, we don't know there was one a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just tells yeah. me. And so, well, I mean, because it's just Facebook and they probably were just searching for karate and they, right, they, right, they, they joined right. it. You know, so. A place called karate. And, 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 and yeah. yeah, and that's cool. But uh, uh, a couple people said like, oh, well, I discovered it. And then, you know, or I right. either through the page or right before they joined the page. So either way that worked. But uh, I was looking at like the download uh, locations, and the U.S. Uh, is 
still far and away most of our, our downloads. Um, but the UK is, is a close second. Well, actually, not a close second, but it's second. Uh, and then Canada. Yeah, Abernathy represent. I guess so. Hopefully, man. Uh, <laughs> and then Australia. And then but and Japan is number five. So wow. we have a lot of people back in the old country. And then, and then more we're, people. We're, we're huge in Japan. We, we are big in Japan. Yes, we are. Uh, well, I guess, you know, relatively speaking. But, <laughs> right. but that's pretty cool. But one thing I wanted to bring up was, um, you know, we're, we're trying to get more interviews in and we're trying to get people going on. And there was a little issue with me, uh, what, oh, I guess maybe, with the clarity of what I was asking for. Um, if you're a listener and, or you're a, a, a watcher on the Facebook page and... Um, like right now, the new Karate Kid thing, starting, uh, the Cobra Kai series on, on YouTube is coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. And so we're trying to get uh, Ralph Macho and uh, William, Billy, Zapka, uh on to talk about it, or some of the producers, somebody, anybody, that uh, to talk about the show. Because I'm pretty sure pretty much everyone who listens to the show probably is in karate due to that... that um, Boy, yeah, we should in find some out part. who the choreographer is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. See if we get them. That oh, would be fun. there you go. Good thinking. Uh, by the way, so I'm yeah. starting a, a subtle Twitter, Twitter campaign. And so uh, when I posted it on the Facebook page, there are people who are like, you know, kind of giving non-helpful comments. <laughs> so so, so, so let, me, let, me, let me clear it up for you. Uh, if I post something from the Twitter account for Karate Cafe and you are on Twitter, then go to Twitter and I'm sure you follow Karate Cafe and look at what I'm doing <laughs> or look at what we're doing, I guess. Uh, and because usually it's a retweet, a retweet. But what we want is we want people retweeting these things. So that way, maybe it'll get a little more attention. Um, well, and not only that, but like, the, you know, the thing is, is the more followers that that account has on Twitter, when you reach out to people to say, hey, would you like to have an interview? If that account has ten followers, it's not; it doesn't carry as much weight. Uh, so that's why it's helpful for us to get retweets and followers and things like that. Because then, when yes, when people that. when we reach out to people, they feel like we're more legitimate than we are, which is totally not. But um, uh, you know, as best we can fake them out as possible, the better. All right, absolutely. I, I call myself producer just because you know, yeah, it, it makes sense. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, so 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 there's that. And if you are on the Twitter, you know you should be following us. Uh, and uh, if you're not, you, you should be on the Twitter and following us. But uh, okay. if, if if it's something Twitter related and you're not on Twitter, you might as well just like gloss over it because it de- clearly doesn't apply to you. Um, but anyway, so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, and I mean, if you have people that you think we should interview, you know, tweet us and tweet them, and you know. Say, some... hey, you should go on Karate Cafe. That's right. Help us, help you not listen to us and listen to someone else, mostly. That's the real key, right? If nothing if else, if... Sick of, if you're sick of listening to us and want to listen to somebody else, that's the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, want, 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 want to hear us one-third less. <laughs> <laughs> 30, 33 and a third oh. to 50% less than, than uh, help us get some more interviews. Um Anyway, that was a quick little little grab bag topic. Uh, we just wanted to, but again, just as Dan was saying, we want to hear what you say. So uh, yeah. we'll post some of these questions on the Facebooks when we um, post the show, and I'll put it in the show notes on on uh, Karate Cafe. And uh, let's get some chit chatting going. Excellent. All right. Uh, oh, Dan, always a pleasure talking to you as always. Always a pleasure, Paul. And we will talk to you all again very soon. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.